Welcome, and thank you for stopping by Biker Church, Wiley, Texas. Let's go on in and see what J.R. Franklin has to teach us today. Good morning. Everybody glad to be here this morning? All right. It's good to have you. It's good, good to see you. Well... I don't know about that, but <laughs> sometimes I wonder if it's good to be seen, but no, it's all good. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father God, I thank you for this time we have together here this morning. I thank you for your many blessings. Just let this service be a blessing to you, Father. Anoint their ears that they may hear and your eyes that they may see. Bring us to a place of understanding in the Word of God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Man, it's been a, been a great week, hasn't it? Sunshine and purdy and warm and no snow. People, people are getting running water back. <laughs> you know, it, it's amazing some of the things we take for granted sometimes, isn't it? But you know, God's always good, and He always brings it around where it needs to be. But we got some, we got some work to do. We got some things that's got to get done. So it's time for the weather to get better. And I, I don't have any really words of wisdom for you today like Paul used to have and some of the others, but it is a very distinct honor to be here with you this morning and to share in the Word of God. That is an honor. It's a privilege to be here. We need to start thinking about some of that when we... we got to start thinking about the blessings we have. We've got some blessings in this world today. And I know it's easy to look at the circumstances around us, all the COVID seems to be dying out a little bit and some of the other things. And our leadership ain't the best in the world, like it should be. But our God is still our God. He's still on the throne. He's still in charge. And no matter what these people try to do or what they try to bring on us, God is still there. And he's going to be there to the end. I mean... Go back into Kings and the Bible and read about all the stuff that happened during all that time. There's been good kings and bad kings. There was more bad than there was good, but we're still here, aren't we? We're still we're still thriving, and we're still. <laughs> Charlie, you better go sit down before you get hurt. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we got some things going on in this world that needs to change. And the way we change the world is by changing ourselves. The more people we bring to God and the more people stand up for God, the better this world will be. And that's, that's been proven throughout history of 2,000 years of the Bible. We depend on God for our salvation. We depend on God for our strength. But we also need to depend on God for our leadership. If we live the way he tells us to live, things will get better. It always does. So with those words of wisdom... Let's go in. Amen. All right. Y'all pass off and Barbara, do your special song. Study in the courtroom. The judge turned my way. Looks like you're guilty. 
Now what do you say? But that's when mercy walked in Mercy walked in and pleaded my case Called to the stand, God said Some of y'all know who that was, don't you? Gunner Carr passed away today, two years ago. And Barbara Carr is going through some stuff right now that she really needs y'all's prayers. It's not just for the loss of Gunner today, but she also has uh, three aneurysms behind her eyes and her head, and they're going to be doing some surgeries on her. So y'all keep her in your prayers you know, I don't like to think about it. I try not to, but Gunnar Carr was a special man. And his love for God showed in everything he did. So today, y'all remember Gunnar. And uh, you didn't have to do that. <laughs> but it's good to hear it. And, you know, it. it just reminds us that 
each one of us has an appointed date and a time that we're going to be we're going to be joining Gunner in heaven, or we won't. I'm going to tell you a little story. Y'all sit down. Y'all sit down. Golly. I'll tell you a little story about something that happened to me last week. I got a phone call. You're not recording this, right? Okay. Because <laughs> I don't want everybody to see me crying like a baby. I got a phone call last week from a lady out in the Canton area. And she wanted me to come and do a funeral. And I said, you know, okay, I can do that. It's not a big deal. And she said, but we've got some stipulations that we want to add to the funeral that you may not be so agreeable to. And I said, what's that? She said, my mother was a spiritual lady, but our family doesn't want anything about God mentioned in the whole funeral. I've never turned down anybody to do a funeral. Until then. Because if I can't talk about people's salvation, and I can't talk about the afterlife, and I can't give you comfort of knowing that your loved ones, I know that I'm going to see Gunner Carr. I know that I'm going to be in heaven where he is. I know that without a shadow of a doubt. And if I can't share that with somebody about their loved ones, then I just don't feel like I need to do that. And I, I gave her a suggestion to get one of her family members to do a eulogy and be done with it if that's all they want. But <laughs> I don't know if I was right or wrong in that. I know that I feel like I was right by saying no. And come to find out that she talked about 10 other pastors that already said no too. So, you know, we have a responsibility as a church to spread the word of God. We have a responsibility as a Christian to spread the word of Jesus. We need to be telling the story of who Jesus was and what he did for us. And it's not just my job to do it. It's not just Charlie's job. It's not just the deacon's jobs. It's everybody's job to share Christ. And we need to take it more serious than what we've been taking it. I'm serious about this. We need, there's empty chairs in this building so until every one of these chairs are full, I'm going to be on y'all about talking to people about Christ. And after these chairs fill up and we get another set of chairs, we're going to be griping about that too. Because this building needs to be full of people to hear the Word of God and to hear the good news that Jesus told us to deliver. He said, go out and tell the good news. And the good news ain't about life on this earth. The good news isn't always what people want to hear. Because the truth sometimes scares people. And they don't want to accept the fact that they're doing something wrong and that you're giving them the Word of God and you're giving them the truth of what they should be living. Sometimes the truth hurts. But I will tell you this. Jesus said, I am the truth, the light, and the way. And there's only one way into heaven, and that's through Jesus Christ. And that's not my sermon today. Well, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's my sermon every day. But that is the truth that we need to be telling people. And then, you know, we all hear the excuses, well, you don't know what all I've done. You don't know me. 
you don't know what all I've done. And furthermore than that, you'll never find out all I've ever done because I'm not going to tell it. <laughs> but we ain't going to start. We ain't going to start that today. But I will tell you this, guys. Jesus died on that cross for every one of us. Every one of us he died for. No matter what you've done, where you've been, what your past is, he's not concerned about your past. What he's concerned about is your future. And our, our concern should be other people's present and future. If your present is in the presence of God, your future is going to be in the kingdom of God. I, that was pretty slick, wasn't it? Everybody all week has been wondering about what I was going to say today that I kept teasing people about. What my... <laughs> you didn't lose any sleep over it? Well, the thing that I was going to tell everybody is that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, and He's alive today, and we can meet Him simply by asking Him. I'm giving an altar call as the first, aren't I? <laughs> but that's okay, too. It's good to be in the house of the Lord today. And I'm kind of killing time waiting on these slow pokes counting money. We must have a bunch of it today because it's taking them a while. <laughs> huh? You going to play another song? Okay, one more. She's going to play one more song. If y'all know the words, you're welcome to sing along with it, okay? Probably know the words of this. Two a.m. hotel room, Jack Daniels by the bed. My only friend was JD, number seven. Mirror on the wall I saw a man I didn't know All that I had left Was my soul Sick and tired No hope inside I fell down on my knees Heard the voice of God Come down from heaven I knew your name when I took the nails at Calvary I've covered you with my blood I knew you'd run, but you can't hide I'm the one that gave you life I took the nails I knew I'd see you at the cross Preacher man in a pew He put a Bible in my hand In the book of John You'll find the seven In the church that day I became born again 
God spoke when he gave the seven I am the light of the world I am the bread of life I am the life and the resurrection I am the way, the truth and the life Father, I ask that you just bless this communion. Let it be done in the name of Jesus and follow through with what we need to do to bring honor and praise and worship to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. He took, he told the disciples to go into the upper room and prepare the meal. And when they prepared the meal, they ate. And at the end of the meal, Jesus took the bread and he broke it. And he said, Dear Heavenly Father God, I ask that you bless this bread as it's a symbol of my body being broken for them, for their healing and their, their suffering. Father, we ask that you bless it and bless anyone that eats it. And he, took, he said, take and eat, and they did. And after they had ate the bread, he took the cup. He said, this cup represents the blood that I'm going to shed to wash away their sins. And I'm going to tell you something today. There's a lot of things out there that people are saying will take away your sins and you can go to heaven. I'm going to tell you something. The blood of Jesus is the only way into heaven. You have to take the blood in order to go to heaven. That's all there is to it. So he said, bless this, and he prayed to his father. Father, this is my blood that I give to wash away their sins. Take it and bless it and bless them. Drink of it. We take communion here at this church every first Sunday. And I'm going to tell you something, folks. I challenge you to take communion every day. Pick up the, the body of Jesus every day. And remember that the blood that he shed was your salvation. And it's the only way you can gain salvation is through him. But also remember this. There's a lot more to it than just taking Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. The Bible says that if we are not obedient to the Word of God, that He will blot us from the book of life. Now, I don't know if that means anything to y'all, 
But to me, that tells me I need to be good. I need to do what God called me to do, and I need to be who God called me to be. Not only on Sunday morning. Dave. Right now? Okay. Oh. <laughs> no, it's not hard. No. All right, let's get back to the word, y'all. Come on. Let's get back into the what we're doing here today. We're here. I just lost my whole chain of thought. Now I got to get it back again. It's gone. <laughs> it's just gone. I'll have to get it back to it later. It'll come back. Right now, I want you to turn into Luke twenty four twelve. I'm going to talk about something that's kind of reserved for Easter usually, but we're going to talk about it today anyway. Luke 24. Well, we're going to start at verse 1, but my book says Luke 24, 12. So it's Luke 24. Say amen when you get there. Now, the first day of the week, every, very early in the morning, there was a certain woman with them came to the tomb to bring the spices which had been prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men stood by, the, by them in shining garments. Then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the, to the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of the sinful man and be crucified, and on the third day will rise again. I want you to stop for a minute. I want you to think about that for a minute. Jesus predicted or said that he would be delivered into the hands of the sinful people. And that he would be put to death and buried, and he would rise on the third day. Is there a significance in that? Is there a very good significance in the fact that he was rose from the dead? I mean, think about that for a minute. What is the significance of this story in the Bible? The simple solution to this is this. If Christ had not been risen from the dead, could we be risen to ascend into heaven? He was the first to be raised, wasn't he? His resurrection signaled the things to come in the future. That we, as Christian people, have something to look forward to. Now, some of us in this room have faced death several times. We've been close to it. But we've never really crossed over, have we? 
You see, Christ crossed over from life to death. He actually died. And God rose him from the grave. Can you imagine that? Can you believe in that? Can you hold that in your hands and say, it's truth? And how do we know it's true? It's written in the Bible, first off. And there were several witnesses to it throughout the time. There was over 500 at one time that saw Christ walk into a place. He walked into the disciples in the upper room, and Timothy, the doubter, actually was told, place your finger in this hole. See the hole in my hand where the nails were. And then take your hand and put it in my side where the spear pierced me. Am I Christ, the one that died on the cross? Yes, he was. Several people after that saw him. I wasn't there to see it. I'm not quite that old yet. Dale may have got to see it. I'm not sure. I think he might have been there. But yes, I've seen Christ. I've seen Christ in my heart. I've seen Christ in my life. I've seen what he did for me. I've seen what his changes have taken place in my life since I accepted him. Things that I used to think was okay aren't okay no more. Things that I used to make fun of, I now do. Ooh, think about that one for a second. I used to make fun of people for walking around talking about Jesus all the time. I like to wear Jesus everywhere I go. I love Tony's shirt. I mean, I like for people to see my faith. I like for people to see my faith. You know why I like for people to see my faith? It gives them the second thing of the, of the thing, faith, hope. You see, without Christ's resurrection, we had no hope. There was no hope for us to be resurrected if he hadn't been resurrected. Because of his resurrection, I have hope and I have faith and I have hope that the God that has love for me will actually raise me from the dead. And I will not die the second death. I will die the first death. And I'll be sent into heaven and spend eternity with God from, the from which the river flows of life. I don't, have a, I don't have to worry about, am I going to hell? I don't have to worry about, where am I going to spend eternity? People ask me all the time, how do you know you're going to heaven? Because my faith and my hope tells me I am. My faith in Jesus Christ, my trust in this Word of God, tells me that if I'm obedient to the Word of God and I do the things I'm supposed to do, my next life will be in heaven. Can you honestly say that today? Can you honestly say you believe that? If you can't say that, we need to have a conversation, and you need to do some reading, and you need to do some studying. You see, one thing about this Bible, it's been around for 2,000 years. Tony researched it and taught a class on it, that no matter which version of the Bible you read, 99.9% .9 of it is accurate. But I want to tell you something. The Word of God is always accurate. What the Word says is the truth. 
A lot of times people don't want to hear the truth because sometimes the truth goes against what we think and how we believe. But the Word of God is truth. It was written in truth. And it's been in truth. It's been around for over 2,000 years of truth. Why would you doubt it? Why would you think that it wasn't true if it's lasted that long? Lies usually don't persist that long, do they? Untruth will not stay that vital. It will, the truth will come to light, won't it? This book has come to life more than once. More, in the light of the Word of God is the truth of God. Jesus even said, I am the truth, the light, and the way, and no one comes to me except through Christ. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? My faith tells me that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. My hope is in the resurrection. That's pretty awesome, isn't it? Can you honestly say today that you believe without a shadow of doubt that your next breath after you die will be in heaven? There's a lot of people out there that can't say that. There's a lot of people out there that don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. There's a lot of people out there that think there's other ways. I'm going to tell you something today. God is not a respecter of persons. He's not a respecter of age. What he respects is your walk with Christ. Your acceptance of Christ is the only way you will gain access to the gates of heaven. Oh, but J.R., I do everything the Bible tells me to do. I pray over people when they're sick. I take care of the orphans. I, I've done a lot of stuff. I do everything the Bible tells me to do. But Jesus is going to look at some people and say, Depart from me, for I know you not. And why would he do that? If you follow everything in the Bible, why would he tell you to walk away? Or to go away because he knows you not? It's because you didn't accept him as Lord and Savior. You can do all the laws you want to do. And you'll be judged by the law. Nicodemus asked Christ, how do I go back into my mother's womb and be born again? And he said, it's not a born of the flesh, it's born of the spirit. If your spirit doesn't change, you're going to hell. Oh, that preacher said that word again. He said, if I don't change my ways, I'm going to hell. It's the truth. You accept Christ or you go to hell. If you got sin in your life, which is there anybody in this room that don't have a sin somewhere in their life today? That hasn't sinned at least once today already? There ain't none of us in here that haven't sinned at one point or another. So unforgiven sin is immediate death, isn't it? Because God cannot stand sin. He cannot even look at sin. And I can prove that in... Matthew, Matt, Luke, and John tells us that when Christ was on the cross, that God had to turn away from his own son because of the sin on him. It wasn't his sin. It's ours. But because he had sin on him, God couldn't look at him. If God can't even look at his own son, how's he going to look at you? He can't. 
We have to be washed of our sins. Does that make sense to you? If you've got sin in your life, you cannot enter the gates of heaven. So you have to be washed in the blood of Jesus in order to get into the gates of heaven. I know preachers today don't preach this enough. We don't preach salvation enough. We don't preach about Jesus' love for us enough. We want to get into the Bible and teach you how to weave baskets and all that kind of stuff. We want to go to Bible studies and learn what the Bible says about everything. But we don't want to talk about salvation the way it's supposed to be talked about. And trust me, that's the good news. That's the good news that Jesus told us to go spread, was that he died on the cross, that if we accept him, we also can go into heaven with him. And without accepting him as Lord and Savior, you can't get there. And in this world we live in today, with all the different things going on and all the different society rules that we have to follow and all the things that we accept as being okay, that ain't okay, because this book tells us it ain't okay, we got to have a Savior. Without a Savior, we don't have a chance. And without a Savior, Savior we have no hope. If you have no hope, what does your future look like? See, my faith gives me hope, and my hope gives me eternal life. My hope is for eternal life with God. Without Christ, I have an eternal life with the devil in hell. And some of the decisions I've made in my life and some of the things I've done, if I didn't have the blood of Jesus to wash those sins and hide them from God, I could not stand before God. He couldn't stand to look at me. And he would cast me into the pits of hell along with Satan. And that's you too. I want you to understand this. It's not just me or Michael or Milford or Tony. It's all of us. If we're not covered in the blood of Jesus, we're going to hell. Now, I can get into this Bible, and I can give you all some really cool sermons on how you're supposed to live and how the church is supposed to act and how we're supposed to forgive others as God forgave us. I can do all that for you. But the one thing I cannot do for you, with all my heart and all my want to and all my love for you, I cannot save you. I cannot make you accept Christ. You have to make a decision to do that yourself. That is your choice to make. Do I want you to make that decision? Yes. Do I want you to have eternal life in heaven? Definitely. Do I want you to obey the Word of God and live the way the Bible tells us to live? Definitely. But I can't make you do any of it. All I can do is read to you what God wrote in His book and teach you what I know and show you from example of how I live my life and what I believe in, that's all I can do. I'm here today in this building because of the grace of God, and He's not finished with my work yet. If He was done with what I have to do, I wouldn't be here. And that's a fact, isn't it, Mark? There's a couple of us in this room that have to relate to that same reality is if God was finished with us, we'd already be in heaven. People, I don't like death. 
I've had people ask me in the past, why does God allow bad things to happen to good people? I can't answer that for you. But I can tell you this. God has a plan. And his plan is superior to ours. Every time, man, he says, it is superior to ours. I don't believe you're here today by, circum by coincidence. I don't think you walked in this building this morning on coincidence. I think you walked in this building today because you needed to hear something from the Word of God. You needed to learn something about Jesus today. I'm going to teach you something about Jesus. Jesus gave up his royalty, gave up everything he had to come to this earth for you. He took a beating on a post, one of the most severe beatings in Roman history. I'm not going to get into the history books on it, but he took 39 lashes, which was unheard of. He should have died on that post, but he didn't. He went to a cross. Everybody says, well, they hung him on the cross. I'm going to tell you something. Jesus got on that cross. He laid down himself for that cross. Nobody on this earth could have made him do it if he didn't want to. He could have called a band of angels down and wiped out everybody. But he chose to go on that cross for you. For you. And you. And you. And you. He chose to do it for you. Why did he choose to do it? Because his daddy said to. And his daddy told him in the garden, Jesus even asked his father, if there's any other way, take this cup from me. And God's answer was, no, there's no other way. Jesus' answer back to God was, let your will be done, not mine. Ooh. That's something for us today, ain't it? Let God's will be done, not ours. Don't live the way you want to live, doing the things you want to do just because you want to. you got to learn what God says you can and cannot do, and you got to learn to be obedient to this Word. If this Word tells you something not to do, I wouldn't do it if I was you. If it tells you to do something in this Word and you don't want to, I'd do it anyway. Or do your best to do it. Now, are we going to fall short? Oh, yeah. No doubt in my mind about it. The book even tells us, if you read the Bible, it tells us all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Does that mean J.R. never sins? <laughs> Lord knows that's not true. But I can tell you this. Every time I sin, I feel terrible about it. And I go to God and I ask him to forgive me. And you know what? Every time he does. Every time he does. Can you do the same thing I do? You bet you can. You can ask God's forgiveness on everything you do wrong. And you better do it. What's the point of this today? What is the point of talking to good Christian people about Jesus because all of us need to be reminded of what he did for us we all need to remember it every day not just on the first Sunday we need to do communion
We need to be in communion with Christ every day of our life. We need to remember that he laid his body on the line for our sicknesses and our illnesses and to heal our minds and to heal our flesh. He did it for us. And then he got on that cross and died. And he went to the tomb and he stayed there for three days. And he was resurrected and he came back to life. And he made a promise to his disciples as he was leaving. I go to prepare you a place and you will be there with me. The thief on the cross that hung next to him on the cross. One was mocking him. One was cursing him. One was making fun of him. One was challenging him. And the second thief said, do you not know who this man is? This is the Son of God. He accepted the fact that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. And then he did something remarkable. He did something so remarkable that people bypass it all the time. He said, Christ, can I be with you in heaven? He accepted who he was and asked God to forgive him. And what did Jesus reply? I tell you the truth, you will be with me today in paradise. Oh, isn't that amazing? I tell you the truth today, if you ask Jesus into your life today and you accept Him as Lord and Savior, you will immediately be forgiven of your sins and you will be with Him in heaven. Oh, but Jerry, you don't know what all I've done. I don't have to know. It doesn't matter what you've done. God will wash you clean, white as snow. He will take out the pages of your life that do not please Him, and He will give you a new page to write on. You get to write a new story for you. Isn't that amazing? That no matter what you've done or where you've been or where you've lived your life, outside of the will of God, He will take that and erase it. And you know what's even more cooler than that? He promises me that He'll never remember it. That he will wipe it completely out of his mind. How many of y'all need your stuff wiped away? <laughs> Everybody does. Even your present day stuff you need wiped away, don't you? Because we don't always do what we're supposed to do. And a lot of times we do things we ain't supposed to do because we don't know any better. Because we don't take the time to read the Word. Ooh, I just preached something hard there, didn't I? We don't want to get into the Word of God because we get into this Word and it starts telling us the do's and don'ts. We don't want to do the do's and don'ts, do we? We want to live the way we want to live. And then when everything goes wrong, what's the first thing we do? God, why did you allow that to happen? I ain't going to get into all that today. <laughs> Yeah, I am. <laughs> you want your life better? Get better with God. You want to be better off in life? Get better with the Word. Find out what you're supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do. And then do something totally remarkable. Do your best to live what you read. Do your best to live what you read. And every night when you lay your head down on your pillow to go to sleep, you need to say this prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, forgive me for my sins for the day, the ones I know that I committed, and the ones I did not even know I committed. I didn't even understand that I've committed a sin, but I need forgiveness. 
And if you'll forgive, if you ask for forgiveness, God will forgive you. How many of y'all believe that? How many of y'all really believe that God will forgive every sin you've ever done or ever will do? Because the Word says not only did He forgive your past, but He forgives your present and your future. The Word of God is truth today, tomorrow, and next week. And it will go on and on and on. It will not change. Will we change? Hope so. I hope you get into this Word and start figuring out how to live life better. Now, does that mean that you're not going to have trials and tribulations? <laughs> Let me tell you something. December and January of 2021, y'all grabbed about 2020. I want to start this year all over again. <laughs> Personally, I want to start it all over again because my first two months was not pleasurable. But I did get close to God. You'd be surprised of how when you're in turmoil and in trouble and you can't breathe and you can't get up and you can't do things that you normally do, you'd be surprised how close you get to God. He's a smart guy. Sometimes he allows things to happen that will bring you close to him. And then I go back into the Scripture, and I read a Scripture that said, Though I have suffered, you will also suffer. So he's already warned me that I'm going to suffer some. But I have to have my faith in him and my hope that I'll get through it. He is my truth. He is my light. And he is the only way. If you believe that, you believe he's the Lord and Savior, and you've asked him into your life, I promise you this. You will go to heaven. And if you live for God the way you're supposed to, it's guaranteed. It's the only guarantee in life there is. And if you don't live for him, there's another guarantee. If you don't get the blood of Jesus and you don't accept Christ your Lord and Savior, and you don't live the way God called you to live, I guarantee you this. When you take your last breath on this earth, your next breath will be in hell. Without Christ, you're dead. Period. He is life. Anything else is death. So, what's the purpose of this day? The purpose of this day is to bring people closer to Christ. And to bring people that don't know Jesus to know Jesus. That's my job. That's my purpose. I hope that it becomes your purpose. I hope that you get the courage and the understanding of knowing that not only did he call J.R. to preach and spread the word of God, he also told you to spread the word of God. And it's not all my job to fill this church, people. It's not just my job to invite people. It's not my job just to bless people. It's all of your jobs. And if you have a relationship with Christ today, God bless you. If you don't know who Jesus is, you've never accepted him as Lord and Savior. Or maybe you accepted him and you turned your back on him. And you walked away from him. And you denied him and you come back today and realize that denying God, denying Christ is the same thing as denying God. Because if you don't know Jesus, 
You're never going to meet God. Because you don't know who God is without Jesus. You can't get to Him without Jesus. So today I'm going to make an offer to you. The old gangster, you say, I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. I'm going to make you an offer that you ought not refuse. I'm going to offer you a chance to go to Jesus and say, Lord, I'm a sinner. I need you in my life. I believe you are the Son of God and that you came to this earth to pay the debt that I need to pay. And I believe through you that I can have eternal life. I challenge you to say that prayer from your heart. Oh, you can say it from your head all day long and it don't mean nothing. But say it from here. Say it from in here where it counts. Let Christ into your life. And if you've had him in your life before and you turned away from him, it may be time to invite him back in. Because that's one thing about my God. Even when you mess up that bad, he'll still forgive you. And he'll come back into your life and he'll give you another chance. So if any of those scenarios fit your life today, right now is the time for you to ask Christ back in your life or ask him into your life for the first time. And I'm here to receive you. If you want to come up here today and give your life back to God or give your life to Christ, today's the day that you can do that. If you're out there on this television show or on the radio, you still have the same opportunity when you hear this message to stop what you're doing. If you're a truck driver, pull over. If you're, if you're doing something that you don't need to be doing when you get all teary-eyed, stop doing it and ask Christ to do that. And I promise you that whatever time of the day it is, whatever moment of the day it is, the results will be the same. He will not turn you away. He will accept you and who you are. And all he asks is for you to accept him for who he is. He is the son of God. He's got a lot of names. But he's got one plan. And that's for you to be saved in your salvation. Do you believe in him? You trust him? Then give your life to him. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I come to you this morning. I hope that the words that I taught today will radiate in somebody's life. That they open their ears to hear the word and their eyes to see the truth. Father, we ask you to multiply the effect of this message. Let the Holy Spirit lead someone to where they need to be. Father, take us as we are and forgive us of our sins. These things I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. If there's anybody in here that needs to come up to the front and commit something today, I'll be here waiting on you. Come on, sister. You got up. Come on up here. What's going on? What do you need? forgiveness okay you know that forgiveness comes from prayer right and I can't I can't forgive you that's not my job 
So you got to go to God and ask him to forgive you, okay? So ask him for forgiveness. Do you accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior? Do you believe that he died on the cross for your sins? And do you believe that from this point on that you are saved? Then you are saved in the name of Jesus. Let it be done. Go have a seat. Okay. That's all there is to it, folks. Just admit that you need him. Ask him into your life. Simple thing to do, isn't it? Why do so many people fight it? Can't answer that for you. But I'm blessed that one came today in here. And many more out there probably receiving it too, I hope. So let's say amen. Ready? One, two, three. Amen. <laughs> Les ain't here to give you that little speech about the preachers preached the message, listened to what he had to say. He's not here to tell you that what I said was truth and that you need to listen to it. You need to take it and go with you. And here in a minute when I get through and dismiss you, go have a burrito. <laughs> have some lunch. Dear Heavenly Father, God, thank you for this time we've had together. Thank you for the service that we've had today, Father. Bring people back tonight that need to hear the word more. Bless this church and all the things that we do in this church. Bless each person here financially. Bless them with health. Bless them with family problems. Bless them with job searching. Bless them with kids driving you crazy. Bless them with husbands and wives that need a touch of God. Father, just touch us in every way possible. And bless us coming and going. Let us go from here now and carry this message with us all week. Let us be a shining light in the darkness out there. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you have prayer requests or need to contact us, please email us at bikerchurchwileytexas at gmail.com or call 214-283-0620. Please send all written correspondence to 303 Highway 78, Suite 103, Wiley, Texas 75098. And if you wish to make a donation, please make all checks payable to PSMM. God bless you and have a great day.